0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Wednesday. First, for yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. That means I figured out what day it is. That's a good start. Uh, where Air New Zealand flies to and from, whether they're answerable to the government, Shane Jones has really stirred up a hornet's nest. There, uh, there's a biography coming out on Prince Charles. Kate's into this. Uh, fat kids getting surgery. Are we into that? And uh, the first death caused by a driverless car. But before any of this, uh, major concerns over what's going on at Plunkett.
1: If you want to know something about this going on, I live in Stokes Valley. Mm-hmm. We have got a Plunkett nurse so loved that everybody knows her. She's an absolute gem. Has even managed to get the, the, one of the gang members to give up smoking because it's bad for the baby. Everybody knows Debbie. And do you know what? If you can get your hands on the little local Stokes Valley Times, you will see a photograph on the front for her farewell and the the, um, uh, the, uh, the a whole article about what's been going on. I don't know her personally, but I do know people who do. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that those girls, it's a case of the uh, the good old chiefs, at the top, giving out the orders, and and the Indians at the bottom doing it. So, why, so
2: why is this angel
3: from Stokes Valley leaving?
1: Well, I don't know. Well, she's that fed up. She's. Bit, I understand that she's broken hearted. That that, hmm. that and I believe somebody else tells me they've got a. Um, a niece somewhere in the other another part of Wellington, and they know of another two or three nurses that are all chucking it in.
0: Yeah. yeah um, we said, There certainly seems to be people not wanting to do hard jobs anymore. I think that's what... Th- that People not wanting to be teachers, not wanting to be nurses, not wanting to work for Plunkett. Um, are there too many easy jobs? Is that, uh, you know, too many podcasting positions is that what's going on there just made up jobs that don't matter uh what about airline pilot is that a hard job or an easy job and also why aren't you going to places shane jones wants you to go
3: well you just heard what the chief executive said 58 percent more seats have gone into northern to uh Kerry, and whangarei at 29 percent lower prices since 2014 what do you say about that
4: well, it's all it's, it's, it's corporate gobbledygook. My, no, 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 is it a fact no, or not? No, it is. Do you no, know no, whether no, it's no, a no, fact no. or not? It, 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 in, the aggregate, in the aggregate, I've got no idea what time of the day the frequency of the flights has diminished, the number of engineering excuses served up for the cancellation of flights. Don't just listen to the CEO. He's providing corporate gobbledygook. I'm on the ground talking to provincial businesses where the heartland and foreign exchange earnings, larger, larger, I'll tell you, throughout the regions than anywhere else in New Zealand. With respect, suffering.
3: Minister, with respect, you don't know it's gobbledygook, do you? You've just admitted that.
4: No, You've no, got no I've idea. Said, no, 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 what I've said is that the services are degraded, the people, and I'm one of those travellers, uh, and in Whangarei in particular, you had the Mayor of Whangarei complaining Complaining that she herself now is reduced to driving from Whangarei to Auckland. So you can give me a thousand million figures. That doesn't change that practical reality. Air New Zealand
3: fly to 12 North Island centres, eight South Island centres. You say they're neglecting the regions. That's just nonsense to suggest yeah, but, they're
4: neglecting yeah, but, the regions. It's just nonsense. Yeah, but you've just become a cheerleader for the corporate uh, gobbledygook out of Air New Zealand. No, but your concern is
3: over over the stand of the service, not the planes that are flown. But you come out today and say that there's not enough service to the regions. (laughs)
4: Larry, you've just become a source of amplification for the corporate people that run Air New Zealand as if it's some hermetically sealed corporate entity oblivious to the fact that the Crown bailed it out The Crown still owns 51%, and much of the wealth created in New Zealand is in the provinces. It's
0: not unusual to have to drive a reasonable distance to get to an airport Uh, anywhere in the world. Yeah, many hours. Does he just want planes being being able to stop at just everybody's driveways? I, I don't quite understand this story, but I'm sure there'll be more to it as the week progresses. Uh, There's a Prince Charles biography coming out. I don't care about these things. Kate Hawksby seems to for some reason. It
5: wasn't until boarding that I saw in our little cabin of 12 seats Prince Charles seated in front of me and to my left... David Beckham. Way more enamoured with Beckham than the prince, to be honest. I mean, if you think he's dreamy in pictures, you should see him in real life. Don't even think about it, my husband hissed at me as I got my phone into selfie mode. Don't you dare, leave him alone, my husband urged. But I couldn't resist. Minutes later, I was taking selfies with David Beckham, chatting kids and soccer. He was delightful. But back to Prince Charles. Over the course of that flight, I witnessed a prince who was stuffy, curmudgeonly, out of touch, and actually quite arrogant. His little grey henchmen, all older men like him, whom he barked at non-stop throughout the flight, spent the entire flight rushing around like flustered nannas in suits, putting Scottish oat cakes onto silver platters with cheese, cutting the tops off his boiled eggs, taking him drinks and yes, his own glass. At one point in the night, I got up to use the toilet. I was stopped by a raised arm from a bodyguard Go back to your seat, he directed me You'll have to wait Yes, I'll wait, I replied, thinking he was stating the obvious No, wait back at your seat, he ordered Turns out one is not allowed to wait outside a loo While one's Royal Highness is peeing Usually I don't believe the allegations made in these unauthorised biographies But this time, personal experience tells me Much of the claims about Prince Charles are spot on
0: Jeez, sounds like it's hard work travelling at the front of the plane, isn't it? Uh, talk about, that's, that's not even, uh, what's even further up the scale than a first world problem, a zero world problem? Uh, uh, fat kids, uh, should we be, they, apparently they're getting surgery to not be fat kids anymore. Is this on? So is weight loss surgery safe for children? What do you see in this?
6: Look, I see it as part of a spectrum of uh, trying to help people uh, who are battling with weight uh, across the age range. My particular area, as a, I'm a respiratory paediatrician, so I deal with the consequences of obesity uh, in children, particularly adolescents, where it's more prevalent than younger children. Uh, and it certainly is uh, something that is underutilised. So I'd agree with the sentiments expressed in this paper uh, from the US. Certainly, uh, I can't comment on New Zealand, but what I can suggest in Australia, um, it is greatly underutilised. And that's... Largely a function of a lack of public funding uh, for this, uh, as well as some uh, anxieties about uh, what may be involved. So you
3: think it's a viable option to help overweight kids for later on in life?
6: Yes, I do. And I I think it has to be seen, this is sort of severely obese or morbidly obese people with uh, complications that are obesity. So this would be hypertension, that's high blood pressure, obstructive sleep apnea uh, and uh, type 2 diabetes
3: you would go down other options, wouldn't you, uh, first
6: exercise and healthy diet, those
3: kinds of things?
6: Absolutely, because I think it's a whole of society issue, and let's face it, society's fat and getting fatter, right? And mm-hmm. if we look at that in perspective, it's to try and uh, introduce changes, it's a really, um, it's a community application. It's got to be lifestyle choices, what you eat, how much you exercise – um, how you get around, encouraging kids to have uh, green spaces where they can run around and play rather than sitting on their tablet or their computer at home or their iPhone or whatever. All those things are very important, uh, and I think it's got to be part of a strategy that is truly intergenerational.
0: No, 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 nobody should ever sit on their tablet or their phone. It's just... Don't even put it in your back pocket. That really makes me uneasy when I see devices in people's back pockets. That's, it's an accident waiting to happen. Um... Is that what the surgery's about, is prizing it from their cold, dead hands, those screens, those devices? Maybe. Uh, we're going to finish up here with, a little. speaking of technology, uh, a little bit of self-driving uh, car news. It's not good.
2: Marcus, a bit grim. First death from a driverless car. It didn't stop. That's from Alex. Well, that's always been the challenge with driverless cars. They can't recognise animals. And the other difficult thing for driverless cars... You've got to actually do a whole chart like when they program the driverless cars, from what I've heard, they've got to put in like algorithms to say that if it was a choice between hitting a young baby or a guide dog, you'd hit the guide dog. I mean, imagine getting involved in in the business like that but that's what it would take. You've got to actually rate every kind of form of life form in an order because driverless cars will have that ability to differentiate between hitting the postie. I'm trying to think of something else or a horse. And that's what the world's coming to. Do you
0: reckon that driverless cars are having to avoid a lot of horses out there? Seems to me that the more driverless cars there are, definitely the less horses there'll be to have to avoid. The chances of a driverless car being in the same place as a horse is relatively slim, I would have thought. I don't know. I am Glenn ZB. That has been News Talk ZB for Wednesday. I'm off for a couple of days. I'll see you back here with a weekend edition on Monday.